This episode of the Wedding Film School Show is brought to you by Musicbed, the best music licensing platform for wedding filmmakers. Head over to themusicbed.com and enter our code WFS on checkout to get a free month on your annual wedding subscription. Now, on to the show. If, if you had all the money in the world, like what would you be doing? I was like, honestly, I would shoot weddings with my wife. It was an incredible feeling. It's not that you can't make money or you can't make good work. It's that you won't enjoy it. Right, exactly. And and you have to like have anchoring principle in your life to always draw you back to shore. You know, we were just recently experiencing the planners being the middleman messenger. And we're really adamant about jumping on calls with these couples. How many times have you worked with someone you're like, have you kissed before? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate that. I'm so surprised by that every time. You're married. You both work in the same company and you have kids. I want to say just right off the bat, like we are, we don't have it all figured out. It's a lot of work. Toddlers is what makes Toddlers. They're not in school yet. It's actually a business challenge. Every time I book an event, I'm going to spend X hundred dollars on childcare. Like you factor that into your pricing that better reflect somewhere in what you're selling or you're just taking a net loss hey guys welcome to the wedding film school show so excited about our guests today um we have Max and Courtney from The Smiths um, here. And I'm really excited because I've gotten to know you guys over the last couple of years. Do you remember our first time hanging out, guys? I do. I do. Yeah. It was, on the, <laughs> it was on the, well, I met you at Vision Quest, but then we got to really know each other. Um, tubing in a river. <laughs> tubing in a river and, 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 um, just the beginning talk, of our love. Talking life, talking about all this stuff. So, um, I, I kind of knew like, at that point, guys, I was like, they're going to be really good filmmakers, right? Like, th this is like legit people who they have st staying power. And and I remember like talking to you about your journey and you were telling me about like, how far in were you at that point? Well, that was like, what, 2021? Mm -hmm. Jeez, we, we had, yeah, we had just started. It was our, it was like coming up on the end of our first year. I mm -hmm. think, yeah, that was like sep sep September 2021 was yeah. that Vision Quest. So we were on the fall side of our first year full time. I want to say you guys were like, you kind of were like pretty green and you were like talking about like, oh yeah, we did this thing. And like, I done this course, I done this course, you done every course and done everything. Yeah. And, and it like, but also you're like, and we like, oh yeah, we did like 30 weddings or, or some, some crazy amount. And I was like, you did 30 weddings in your first year. And, and that's <laughs> when I was like, okay. The, um, there, there's something here. And, and yeah. so I was like, I'm going to watch them. I'm going to, I want to get to know these people. And so I'm so glad and proud of you guys. Not to say I had literally anything to do with it. Cause I, I <laughs> but, but that being said, I'm just proud of you guys. Cause I feel like, um, having people who you can just see their development and growth and like, you probably were that day, similar to who you are today. You're not, but but you've just started to reap the rewards of that. So that's so cool. So why don't you guys give give the viewers just a little bit of background about who you guys are as filmmakers and maybe what, like, how would you describe your films, guys? Yeah, um, we're Max and Courtney. Um, we started and, you know, going full time in January, 2021. And it kind of started honestly with wedding film school, um, like Craig Adams days and Matt Johnson days. Um, I mean, not to say that Matt Johnson has done or anything, but like those are the YouTube videos that like was so much like self teaching and stuff. And so 
um yeah we we uh we fell in love with it like back in 2015 technically speaking but we were worship i was a worship pastor she was a youth pastor we stepped away from that in 2021 to do this full time we just felt really called to do it and um yeah it's funny when you ask like what what kind of films we make they've definitely evolved from like early 2021 2021 to where they are now because we were super inspired um along the way by others and like um and how they were doing their films because we were very i think our films were really vanilla in early 2021 um and they were they were good and everything but it's just we weren't doing anything super spectacular but i think that <laughs> like like bottle brush a little long distance sculpting of time like all of our favorites we kind of just were taking little bits of inspiration from all of them and so our films have definitely taken the turn into a very story driven style now um, where we capture our couples outside of the wedding day and we do it's called story sessions i can't take full credit for that um chris my from good coast studio you're the inventor of that <laughs> you're, the you're the first person ever to do that right right no way um but we that we wanted to implement those into our films yeah to it, make it more a little more unique and more particular to the couple yeah. yeah so combining that with um like a really funky upbeat vibe to some of our films um this is kind of where they are now like storytelling that has a really fun vibe you know and any any wedding or like couples that are super left field or non-traditional those are the ones that we're most attracted to and yeah, exactly. but yeah so here we are and on the podcast with you and it's super cool and we're excited yes. yeah i think it's really interesting you know the amount of people because you you talked about development essentially like like i often go back and watch this morning me and um me and one of my guys, Caleb, we were like, oh, which venue have we worked the most at, right? And so we, we, we did three venues. We did like, what's funny is like, it was like 40, 40, 42 between these three venues. So it was really close. So I, I think the jury's still out on that one because we could have yeah. mislabeled stuff. But anyway, yeah. I was like, oh, I want to watch this first one that we did at this venue that we work at a lot. And I was like, this film is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but then I remember like I get to the end and I'm like, yeah, but I can see the bones of like what we ended up doing oh, early yeah. on. And so like, you know, I think it's really interesting about people is do you think people kind of like rush to define themselves a little too early? Or do you think there's like value into just like that kind of making something that you know is vanilla, but it's done? And you're not like maybe putting pressure on every project to be like the project. Yeah. That's a I good... think we did. You think we rushed? I think we rushed when we first started. We were just like, okay, this is who we, <laughs> think we want to be. This is who we are. Like we're aiming for a more like, you know, we just want really pretty well done with wedding films. But then the summer, the summer after, or no, the summer during 2021, I believe, or 2020, I don't know. 2021. Like, like Time is nothing to me. Um, you have but, children, so. Yeah, yes. One summer, though, we were sitting in our backyard, and we are just like, who are we? Like, we're parents. We're, we're chaotic. Like, our brand that we have now isn't speaking at all to that. And that we, we had then. That we had then. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, we were kind of Kevin Media before we were the Smiths. Mm -hmm. And um, I just think we took, we finally took the time to decide who we wanted to be and what we wanted to mm -hmm. do, the couples that we wanted and that took a little time. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering if you can even do that, though, if you don't make meh work for a season. Well, not only that, but I'd like to speak into that because, like, we, I think, because my answer is I think it's okay to rush into some of it. 
because you have to get your feet wet in yeah. certain styles and what's fun to you, what's not fun. Like mm-hmm. we had to try out the weddings and the couples that were funky, but we also had to try out the luxury weddings. And we have done half a million dollar weddings and we've also done like the kind of lower <laughs> end. And like we like we did we did a couple luxury weddings, honestly, like maybe two. But those two with like the super high end planners, I was like, I think we both agreed, like I I don't we like frankly for us personally, we, like we didn't like it. Cause it was so uh there was so little interaction with the couple and like and so like you know and our job as storytellers it was so hard to do that when like our interaction and knowing who they were was so minimal and not only that but we have a high-end player telling us how to do our job the whole time and i get it that is for some people some people love that but for us like we discovered like maybe that's not for us but in terms of like the actual film style i think when we were taking inspiration from different people and different styles and stuff I think it was good for us to explore those and be like, oh, I like this or no, I don't like that. And I think the tipping point was at Vision Quest because that was our first time being surrounded by so many different filmmakers. Like mm-hmm. and we were kind of like awakened to like, oh, there's not just the heavy hitters like Sculpting a Time or Henry or, or Little Long Distance. There's like all these people that are like in similar stages as us. And like they're making incredible work. Like, wow. These people need yeah. to be yeah. these people need to be up on that stage right now. It was insane, like the, the amount of talent in that room. But like we were moved. I remember watching uh, Josh from a little long distance. He was showing some of his work and I was just like getting moved and just like crying at this thing. I never cry at wedding films. I've I've watched so many, I've made so many. I'm like, this shouldn't do this, but it's doing it to me. And then like and then com- combining that with like bottle brushes, like funky stuff, I was like, like there was just certain things that were I was being awakened that we were being awakened to that we're like, wow, this is very much like I'm so drawn to this because it's resonating with me so much in terms of that that funky personality, but also this in-depth, like heart-wrenching part of these films. And it was cool that it was like truly them too. Yeah. Like A Little Long Distance is sold out to what he delivers and Bottle Brush, they're so sold out to who, like what they deliver and their brand and everything. We didn't have that confidence yeah. at that point. Well, yeah. I think I think there's a component here that is important, which is like that the crossroads between um, being inspired, you know, and, and, you know, the need, like, I hear people say never compare yourself and sometimes I say it too and I'm like that's a sloppy language I would I like I don't think you should never compare yourself I think you should I, yes. I, I, I think you should evaluate like you should know how you measure up like you should you should you should be like am I as good as this person right I think that's important but it can be very unhealthy it can be and and, and also just copying people is not satisfying creatively too right. but I think like what Everyone, I think, like, imagine social media didn't exist. And imagine you were at art school, right? And, like, you would be like, oh, I'm a, like, I'm a disciple of Leonardo. I'm a disciple of, like, like the, there are people who are masters who are speaking in, in modalities and, and, and making things that will, inf- like, teach you new ways to tell stories. Mm. And, and, I, and I, I always look at it and go, like, I love when I see a filmmaker, first of all, I agree, like you experiment with a lot of things, see what's for you, right? And and I see this so much, guys, like people saying, oh, you wanna make good wedding films? Don't watch wedding films. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the worst advice. Like, yeah, like seriously. <laughs> now, I will say, you wanna make good wedding films? Don't only watch wedding films. Right, yeah. no, right. Definitely not. Like watch real cinematography where they have all the time to set the shot up and, yep. you know, and can, actually think 
That's good. Yeah. But but I also think like watching you guys referenced a bunch of filmmakers that are really good and and I think at the end of the day like it's really 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 important to be inspired in this industry because yeah. like I'm sure you have you guys hit the point yet when you're like as filmmakers where the um, similarity is so glaring to you that you can no longer dis disseminate between one event or the other or do you still remember like people's names? <laughs> I remember people's names yeah. Yeah, pretty well. Like really I, I mean, we, we, we actually have this discussion at least like 10 times a year. We're like, Hey, what was your favorite like wedding and then wedding film that we did last year? And like, those are two different things. Like what wedding is your favorite? And then which film was your favorite? And we mm -hmm. love talking about that because like that is our, I think I would, I would argue it's our favorite part of this business is like the memories that we get to make with these people because we're spending, we're spending more than just a wedding day with them. Right. We're, we're hanging out with them during these story sessions and like there's um and you actually reviewed one of them one time but lasella nico um, oh yeah yeah film we did and it's and it's one of our absolute favorites and it's my favorite story because like their journey of having this kid um and the part of their that lives was the one that, where they bought the house uh they had a home they yeah had a, a little home or something yeah, yeah. elliot the yeah. little boy and like a lot of the film revolved around that and like we were just invited <laughs> into that part of their lives but like I'll always remember them. I'll always remember like the connection we had because we didn't just film them. We laughed with them. We had ice cream with them. Like, and like, that's what we do. Like we build these relationships and no, like we're not, we're, they're not sustainable relationships realistically. That it wouldn't be realistic to have like a million different relationships with all these couples, yeah. but we had these connections that are so memorable. And it's, I think it's our favorite part of what we do. I can't really disseminate that sometimes in my brain of like, what makes a wedding stand out? in my head like why is it some couples i remember vividly and like literally there are times where i walk into the edit bay and i go did i shoot this one <laughs> like it literally happens to me like where i'm like or like where i walk up and i go like this i'm like talk to my second shooter i'm like okay so this is <laughs> and i'm like 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 I'm I'm comfortable with that. That's pretty much the norm for for us. Is like I just show up and shoot. Um, but even couples who I I like do a lot of like the pre stuff with. As as like the longer you do this, I think the more you kind of realize like some sacrifices. Or at least I think I, I could be wrong, um, but I've seen throughout a lot of other people and myself that the more you are going up in the ranks, especially with price. The, the less it's you're able to maybe form some of these personal relationships and personal connections, you know, as artists, I think this is a tension. Everybody feels, um, cause everybody wants to make more money. Everybody wants to have those kind of maybe those portfolio pieces, that kind of stuff. You know, how do you, how do you guys feel like the, the tension between like intimacy connection and your art and maybe like, that side of the business where like you mentioned the planners like is that something that like you would say like no that's not ever for us or how do you, how do you guys wrestle with that and reconcile and make those kind of choices you know um we're, we're and we're only facing this i feel like in this past year but like you know we're just recently experiencing the um planners being the middleman kind of messenger um and like in these inquiries and like some they just want to go right to it and like and we're really adamant about jumping on calls with these couples. I know that like 
like I could probably they'll get a yes like and I know that I'm in this uh, this planner's recommendation list and like referral list and like that the people trust the planner but that's beyond the point for me and like so I I do push it hard with them and say like hey is there any way we can at least just talk to them get to know them first because there are other variables and factors that need to kind of align for me to for it to work like that they will work well with our brand and how we film and how we shoot because we are a very at least in the Michigan market we are a very different type of storyteller and we're not mm-hmm. for everyone yep. and just because yep. a planner might refer us to someone usually planners don't have all the details of videography to relay and so I I push to make sure that we're getting that relationship like I'm I, I do fight kind of hard, regardless of how important this planner is. I will, because I, I jumped into, I left my nine to five so I could be my own boss, mm-hmm. not so someone else could boss me. As as much as these people will make us money, there is a line of like integrity I like to keep. And a part of that is like, I'm going to stay true to my brand and how and who we want to work with, no matter how much money the person, and, they, and if that planner doesn't want to respect that, that's not a relationship I want anyways, frankly. Well, and that matters to me personally. Yeah, so. and and I and I've I've found by the way, and if you're like hearing this, like just my experiences, like I have three brands, right? I have Hux, Huxley Film is our like luxury boutique product, right? And when 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 a planner sees that product, they will call us. It's pretty much a planner exclusive brand. I we actually won't work with plant couples that don't have planners, mm. pretty much. <clears throat> and but we will say to them. Is this right for them? Because we don't, if we don't need, like, if if they want that film, I need to have buy in. Mm-hmm. If they don't want that film, they should buy Stop Go Love, which is our other team product. That person, will, we will just show up, and that's actually the the delineating line cost wise. Is my time thinking mm-hmm. about your couple and actually caring? Yeah, yeah. like like. It's so you're spending money on my 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 heart and my soul. Yeah. You're not spending money on a better film. You're spending money because both films are good. Yep. Excellent. Right. One of them is we show up and we're documentaries, documentarians. The other one is I'm storyteller. And if you want to pay for storytelling, that's great. If they don't care about it, they don't want a unique film. They just want a film. And so I think I think there's something to that. And I and I have found by the way, guys, that like. Just so you know, I don't personally think you have to draw that line, but I do think you need to educate wedding planners. And I think we don't talk about that enough in the industry is like the fact that wedding planners don't know. And a lot of them think they're helping their couple and, they're, and they think you're a photographer. Yeah. Right. And, and so if you say to them like, here's why this will make your client happier if I do X, Here's why I need to talk to them. Like the amount of times I've had planners sell things for me and then the plant couple goes, what is this? When we do the deliverable, it's a lot. Like, like where the couple's like, where they just like, because some planners will send me seven contracts. They're like, yeah, we want to book you for these seven events. And, and like, we've spent so much time educating them now. That's like the number one thing I spend time on is like, I, I have emails we send out all the planners. We explain our packages. We explain our deliverables. We explain our processes. We get them on sales calls before the season. Like I have found if you educate planners, they will love it. And if like, if you're listening to this, you know, something to consider. Like you, I, I don't necessarily, I do think you need to change. And I think that's the big thing is like, sure. you, you do need to maybe adjust how you get in front of the couple 
But if you explain to them that you're not just wasting the couple's time, typically right. I find that they let you and I find it works good. So I want to talk right. to you guys about something um, that's just practical filmmaking because it's something you guys do. You talk about your story sessions, right? Right. Um, definitely something like the first film I ever made was a story session. That's the first film I ever got paid to make. Um, we made it, uh, with our couple, they, they were like a long distance couple. And so they wanted to recreate being at the airport. And so like, we did like a save the date for them. And we, we did this whole storytelling thing. Very first film we made got featured on style me pretty. Nice. Wow. Holy crap. <laughs> we were like, Oh wow, this is easy. Uh, like, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> so we really wanted to make those films 12 years ago. And then we would try to sell them and no one would buy them. So we kind of bailed on it because I was like, ah, screw it. Like nobody will buy this thing. I'm kind of jealous of you guys because <laughs> like more people have done it. And I think the market's more educated. How do you guys go about like coaching up these couples to create those? Obviously some are better than others, but like, I think like I'm always fascinated by how you build that into your process. Mm. Well, it all happens on the discovery call, and it's a huge part of our branding now. Um, so back then when we were Catholic Academy Media, like it wasn't really known until like you talked to us on the discovery call. But if you go to our website now, like, and you go to like the experience page of like our process, it's like the first thing you see is like enter the story session. And we talk a little bit about it. But the biggest part of it where it's just a good sell is when we're jumping on calls with our couples. And we're getting a chance to really explain that, hey, like, we are a little different. Have you guys watched our films? And the chances are usually yes, because most of our leads are through Instagram. And so we'd kind of dive into like, well, we do the story sessions where we love to, you know, capture you in your element outside the wedding day because we're storytellers. And I'm saying this to the couple. This is almost very what I, I do say usually, but it's we're storytellers and your wedding day is just a wedding day. It's a great day, but it's just one day. And the day is about you and we are telling your story. So how can we do that better than just beyond the wedding day? So we love to capture you in your element, doing something you love. Maybe it's with other people. It doesn't have to be just you two. It could be like, like we've had couples that are just like, I want to have like our friends and family over and play board games and have some drinks and just hang out. Like, cool, I'll capture that. And I, I tell my couples, like, just to let you know, like there, there are no rules to how these story sessions will go. Like there, if you name it, we'll do it. If you want to order a pizza and watch Netflix and sit on your couch, like we'll literally capture that. And you guys just hanging out. And that's like, there are no rules. And I think that excites a lot of couples because these, most of these couples have watched a lot of wedding films. Like they've been like, you know, doing their research and, and if they haven't, I'll educate them in that. Like, just let so you know, like we've watched hundreds of these films and most of them at a certain point become templatized. They kind of fit a similar vibe. They, they get a little vanilla. Oh, like I love I love templates. Time templates are very lucrative. <laughs> I'm sure you do. But like for for us, like it's it's how we're selling these story sessions. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. He's getting ready. She's getting ready. His vows, her vows. He's walking down the aisle. There's the dance, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, and that some people really love that. Yeah, and that's what I'll say to our couples. I'm like, just let you know, like after I explain all that, I said, just let you know, like it's a reason why a lot of people don't book us, but it's a, a reason why a lot of people do book us as well. It's a very unique style of storytelling, and if it's for you, then like, then like, let's talk because it's not. There's not a lot of. I don't think. I think there's maybe like one other videographer team that might be doing it in Michigan, but it's a really rare thing, and it excites couples when we get to talk to them about that. And I usually add in like the whole value of it twenty years from now too. Like yeah. not only is your wedding going to be valuable twenty years from now, but like that special day, that special time that you have, and like the things you used to do twenty years ago yeah. might look different. 
20 years from now. So just yeah. to be able to look back on that day, the, yeah. that's those special moments, that's valuable too. Yeah, so. like that story of who you are. Mm-hmm. Like I wish I could have seen my like what my, we did when we like, were like I wish I ago. yeah, I wish I could have seen I wish there were story sessions in our film. Like yeah. our our wedding film was cool, but like <laughs> it was I would love to have seen that kind of content. Like, oh, and like and then my grandkids like Oh, this is what they love to do. Like they love to go bowling or they love like, you know, whatever it might be. It's really about just making people like, I think I see it similar actually to what any good filmmaker is doing, which is like, like I, like when we talk about table details, I tell my guys, I say, listen, that is their personality. That is who, that's their story, right? That table detail is that, that girl's life dream. Right. Like she thought about that table detail, that dress, every part of this is her day. And it's just like, I like to think of wedding filmmaking as like a prism, right? There's so many ways to get into that angle and so many ways to look at it. And, and I think what you guys are doing is, is um, you know what I think is really weird is like photographers do this all the time. Like, I don't know a single photographer that doesn't regularly do engagement sessions. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's like- I know why from a utility standpoint. The reason is because they need to save the dates. That's the only reason. Um, <laughs> but but I will say this. Part of why they have an advantage on the day of, especially in portrait sessions, is they've already worked with this person. They mm. already know that this person is awkward on camera. The guy, like, go. How many times have you worked with someone and you're like, have you kissed before? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate that. I'm so surprised by that every time. But... <laughs> But, but like, <laughs> if you, if you would know, like, this is how they physically like to touch. This is like the way that they like to engage each other physically, emotionally. This is what makes her laugh. Like, yeah. what do they like in an unguarded moment? Right. You have to extract that out of them out of a high stress moment. People forget weddings are, um, maybe not stressful in the traditional sense. Like, oh, if something bad is happening. I feel stressed. I know what you mean. Yeah. They're au- They're awkward. They're uncomfortable. They yeah. like especially for certain personality types. And so you're not getting the best most of the time. And I feel like, do you guys feel like like having that extra time with a couple has a follow-up impact on the day of? A hundred thousand percent, yes. <laughs> like everything you just said is also a selling point that we'll mention sometimes. Like, hey, just let you know, like we don't have to worry about breaking the ice on the wedding day because it's been broken already in the story session. We already spending that time with you we, you know how we work we know how you work so the chemistry is already there the trust is already there <laughs> i don't have to and you're absolutely right like photographers have that one up but like now like me and photographers are on the same page usually when mm-hmm. we arrive and i'm calling them anyways all the time like a yep. week before the wedding like every photographer every wedding i'm always calling them and let them know like hey like how can i serve you how can we serve each other and um and here's what i experienced with a couple what are your thoughts you know and like we bounce ideas of each other and so when the day comes it's smooth sailing as much as it possibly can be like no it's not always perfect but it helps so much more than if we didn't do it yeah anybody who listens to this podcast knows i'm the most pro photographer wedding filmmaker ever so like like i'm not gonna lie if i could choose to hang out with photographers or filmmakers i would pick photographers (laughs) (laughs) so so like like there's so many, like, I don't know. They're just, I, I think it's a cool community and I, I, they get a bad rap. So we have a massive list we of do. photographers that we refer that we've just, 
we've had such a good time with Unwinding Days, and there's so many we have great relationships now that we hang out with. And it's so really it's, stunning to me how many people can't just get along with these people. I'm always like, what are you doing? Like, how are you causing these? <laughs> what do you like? I, I do think like if you're lucky enough to be a top tier vendor, you don't have the same situations. Right. Like every once in a while, I shoot like a boondocks wedding up in Maine. Mm-hmm. And like most people are cool. But every once in a while, you'll be like the DJ rolls in. I have to get, break out the RCA cables once a year. And, you know, like you just realize it's like, oh, this this doesn't have like a developed wedding market. Like the people I'm working with are not professionals. Like, you know, you you guys are probably lucky enough. You're working with some really, really sick vendors. But it's interesting, you know. Um, so I want to talk to you guys about, you know, you're married. Um, mm-hmm. That's that people uh, probably have beaten that horse in terms of interviews. Like, what's it like to work with your wife? <laughs> <laughs> uh, although, definitely, if you want to talk about that, I, I do think that's a re- something. But I think the thing that's interesting to me is you're married, you both work in the same company, and you have kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, like just Saturdays alone are a thing for you guys right you know like how does that like work out like 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 i'm lucky not not lucky i sometimes wish i worked with my wife but she doesn't work with me so she's staying home on saturday with with my kids so like kind of like that must be challenging and i'm sure other couples who are like doing this together they're probably like well i want to have kids or i have kids like this is weird for us yeah well i'm gonna speak on that just a little bit first um just because i feel like i deal with it a little bit more on the back end. But I know that there's people out here listening to this who, yeah, like you said, might want to start a family. They don't know how that's going to work out or they might already have kids and they're struggling. Um, I want to say just right off the bat, like we are, we don't have it all figured out which this is not a perfect situation and it's a lot of work. And it's a three and a four year old. That's important yeah. to mention. Toddlers is what makes Toddlers, They're not in school yet. Um, so there's this, um, I'm a stay-at-home mom mostly. He does most of the editing. He does all of the editing, unless, if, unless we do photo a, a combo package, which we do. Um, so I just wanted to disclaim that part. But something that I feel like we are pretty successful in talking about Saturdays, because Saturdays we obviously both have to go um, to the weddings, and we're gone all day. Sometimes it's travel, whatever. Um, something that I thought of and has been working out so far is that I don't know if it's very common knowledge, but if anybody's heard of care.com, it's a nanny service online. I'm getting very like the specifics because I love that. No, no, it's good. Go for it. Yeah. I know I needed it when I first started. I'm like, how am I going to do that? Like we had his mom in in the first year um, say if she was going to help us. And then kind of drop the ball on us. So I we were really struggling a lot in our well, first Well, and, and I do think like the, the reason why I like that you brought it up is because it's actually a business challenge when, mm-hmm. when it has cost associated. When you know like every time I book an event, I'm going to spend X hundred dollars on childcare. Like you factor that into your pricing. Mm-hmm. You yeah. factor that into how your business runs. And so I would say that's great advice because if you are wanting that, you better like say you decide, oh, we're gonna have kids. You better that better reflect somewhere in what you're selling, or you're just taking a net loss. Right. Yeah. Right. And honestly, the weekends aren't even the hardest. We're even the hardest part. I mean, cost costly, yes, but the hardest part is like just the everyday between 
Saturday to Saturday. Because <laughs> at the wedding, you come back home, and like, and my job is to get the creative juices flowing to get these teasers out and these films done. And meanwhile, there's a two and a four year old in the other room screaming and biting each other's heads off, and she's trying to be uh, the mom, and I'm trying to you know run the business and and those parts and doing those together. Like, so like, you know, we have a lot of friends who have like are in similar situations. At least the ages of kids or like the number of kids and like. But then they'll tell us things like, oh, yeah, like my parents watch them like, you know, once or twice a week. And I'm like, you mean? don't even know how good you have it. <laughs> and then like, because like, I know I have parents that live 30 minutes away, but they're frankly, they're just so busy. They're constantly busy and um, they're just not always available for that to to watch my kids in that capacity. And that's not I'm not like I don't blame them for that. But the fact is like, no, a lot of people have those situations. Some people don't live near their parents. Right, right, right. And so but the fact is like we just had it's a hard pill to swallow when we realize we don't have we don't get to have that kind of support that a lot of our friends do. And so like we paid a massive amount for childcare uh, last year. And and when it comes to taxes, just gets like complicated even trying to get like child credits and like refund stuff. But I'm just letting you all out there know, like, you're not alone. Like the struggle is real and it's hard and it's hard. Um, but you got to stick with each other. And I'm speaking very specifically too to the couples that are both working and both running the business because it'd be, I think it'd be easier if Courtney didn't have to do any business stuff at all. But the fact is she does still have to do business stuff. She has to be on and ready to shoot photography, filming, whatever. She has to be present. If I want to be in on these calls, yeah. like the, the this call specifically or the Zoom calls with our couples, like we have to plan it around yeah. our kids. And so they're sleeping right now. They're having yeah. quiet time. Yeah. And so for those of you <laughs> we'll out see how long that lasts. It could literally yeah. end at any moment. Yeah. A scout will come out of it at some point and be like, hey, is it time? Wake? You know, like, so We're like, on borrowed I mean, time right now. Quite frankly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the struggle is real, y'all. It's real. And I can tell you that like the if I can, like I again, we don't have it figured out, but if I can just like continuously view each other as a team, right? Continue to see each other as team members and not bumping heads. Cause another thing too is like we have different parenting styles and they're just things that we struggle with, but like come back to that. Come back to that all the time. Like you're in this together and you're struggling together and you're winning together and you're fighting together like you're you're, you're hurtling all these all these obstacles together and you're not alone and that's a blessing mm-hmm. that's a blessing for sure mm-hmm. um and so anyways like all this to say like you're validated out there whoever's listening yeah to this. yeah yeah and i look at it like that's what a wedding film is it's yeah. the end result of what you're doing now yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know like that's what i always think of when i'm at a wedding is i'm like this is the beginning of a family yeah. yeah like yeah. like a family started today and, and this drove it home for me like i think i told this before on the podcast but i only have like two stories so um, <laughs> <laughs> but i was like at a wedding and it, you know it wasn't very glamorous and it was one of those events sometimes where jared will be like hey we can make an extra like certain k today do you do you want to do it and i was like eh, fine <laughs> do it <laughs> i was like i'll do it it's easy i know that i can like just sleepwalk through this one so i i show up at this wedding and i remember like they were really nice people so immediately i'm like okay this will be fun like the people are nice and i, I could be like what's the situation here i'm trying to suss it out really quick and i and i see this one girl she's in the bride's like bridal party she's way younger than everyone else eventually i figured out that's the groom's daughter i think she was 16 and they're in there and they're in there uh the, she does a toast and in the toast she said something and i was like oh, she wiped me out man 
um, she was like, uh, you know, hey, you're the best mom I could ever ask for to the bride. And she still has her mom in her life. So she was like, hey, I love my mom too. So she wasn't disrespecting her, her, her uh, biological mom. But like, I remember thinking like, what a really, like, obviously that's not the norm that you would have a girl, a daughter that old at a wedding. But I just right. remember thinking like kids are like, not every couple is going to have kids, you know, so that's fine. But it's just, if you're struggling with your parenting as a wedding filmmaker, like you, you're, you're, you're into making family films for a reason, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like it's all connected. And I, I think you have to like always come back to that place where you're like, I love families. Like mm-hmm. if it's all about gear for you or it's all about money or prestige or even romance, like romance is not more transcendent than families. It's mm, good. And I always have to like, for me, that's what it's all about is like, I just want to be a part of an industry where people start families. I love that. I'm totally stealing that. I'm just taking that. I'm, yeah. I'm using that. I'm, I'm, I'm not asking. I'm just going to say to you. Oh, no, if I'm saying my discovery call. It's so good. <laughs> I'm that. That, I feel like that hits us really hard. Like, that's exactly why we do It's our why, too. And it is always fun to see couples that are, like, pregnant. You know, oh, like yeah, they, we, have, we have a pregnant couple. Multiple. Or she just had her baby. Multiple that have kids So now. many. I have shot a lot of my planner friends' weddings. Oh. Okay. And so they, I shot their weddings. Then they become wedding planners. And a lot of them have become very successful, right? And so, like, I'm now their partner in crime, you know? And then they're having kids. And it's just like, if you do this right, guys, like, there's so much fruit that will be... It's why, to me, the wedding film isn't really the thing anymore. Like, mm-hmm. for me. I'm like, I want the film to be good, but, but like, you know, like I've had so many calls from couples where they're like, and this is heartbreaking, but they're like, hey, my dad passed away. Mm-hmm. Can you do X? Mm-hmm. Literally, this is the craziest thing. I, we had a call this year where the three days after the wedding, one of the groomsmen at the wedding committed suicide. Jeez. Jeez. And, and the lady was like, hey, this was like, can, you, can I get some stuff? It, it, and it's it just like what you're doing is meaningful and it kind of doesn't matter about your storytelling in some ways. Like it's always meaningful, yeah. you know, and, and if you can do it artfully, all the better. If you can get paid a lot, awesome. Like, but I, I think like when I think about kids and my kids, I always relate it back to well, why am I in this profession? Like, like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure you guys have felt this. There are times I told my wife the other day, I'm like, I feel really bad because I'm putting her to bed and all I want to do is get out of that room <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, as quick as possible. And then I think like someday I'm going to be God willing, you know, on a dance floor with her and yeah. I'm, all I'm going to want to be is back in that room. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I don't look forward to that. Okay, I don't want to cry in this episode. <laughs> I, I literally like, I can't, <laughs> I can't do some of that daddy daughter stuff anymore. I know that's, that's tough to watch now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wipes me out, but it's yeah. cool, man. It's cool. It's like kids make this job more fun. I, I think, I think you make better films. I do. It's weird. All the tension that comes from it. Like it's, it's part of what makes you a better artist. Mm. Yeah. 
Hmm. And I don't know. Maybe if that's not happening for you, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I wouldn't be. I mean, it's, yeah. I think I. I definitely. My house is never. It's never a dull moment. That's for sure. <laughs> a lot of our branding when we did the rebrand in December, like so much of it was based around that. Because when she told you about how like we're in the backyard talking about like who we are, that was like in our rebrand process. Uh-huh. And, and we were. We were having like we got that first initial email from our graphic design team asking us questions, like picking our brains and stuff. And I was just like, like we at a certain point as a parent of toddlers, you do become disassociated disassociated a little bit with who you used to be. You now oh, become yeah. this person, but like you don't even really know who that person <laughs> is. And like we're right in the middle of that phase of our lives where it's like hell or high water, you know, parents of two toddlers. And so we're sitting there like, who are we? I don't know. But all I know is our life is chaotic. It's just constant chaos. So what does that look like from an aesthetic Well, and why am I willing to adore this? Yeah. Like, why am I willing to do this thing I often don't enjoy? Yeah. Yeah. But like, even aesthetically, because we're like, but we're like, what does that look like? Like, literally from a color palette and design, like, what are we because if you would have seen the pinterest board we sent our graphic design team it was like this absolute mess of like oh yeah we love these movies oh yeah mountains are cool hiking is cool oh yeah it was like just like a complete collage of just randomness it didn't make sense and so if you look at a website it's just kind of like just like the smith is just like totally funky and then that's when our films that's when we just started to like look for like let's just look for like that chaotic vibe let's just because that's just our life anyway so how would you guys for everyone, but how would you guys say like, you know, kind of to wrap this one up because I think it was it was awesome, guys. I appreciate you guys. And how would you guys say like, if you were to give this advice to filmmakers who, and I would say not exclusively to people with families. I think with people with families, by the way, just to take another rabbit trail, like <laughs> the reason why families I think change the equation a little is they force you to do things like I mentioned that you don't want to do, but you do anyway. And then you have to like, if you sit and think back, you're like, why am I doing this? And you're like, well, I would never not do it. I love doing this. Like it's because it's my heart to do this. And, yeah. or I don't want to get it really, you know, taken away by the state as like a vagrant parent or something. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but I, I think like marriage is the same way. Like anything that impresses upon you, a responsibility will, pull different things out of you. So, but I think even if you don't have that like thing that's forcing you into a certain lane, I I think like everyone has something that like inspires them. That's bigger than just shoot good, make money. Right. Those are great. I care about those. Uh, It's those are actually what I fall back on when I don't want to be challenged. Like, yeah. like I fall back on, I can shoot good and make money, like without even thinking I can just like, right. but, but when I, when I really think about, I'm not willing to die over those, <laughs> yeah. but why am I doing this? It's what I told you before. Like, because I believe in families, that's why I'm willing to sacrifice. And so that's my why you talked about your why, how can other filmmakers kind of dig deeper and figure out why they're making what they make? Like, because I think that's essential, right? To making mm-hmm. your best film. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we were, so quick backstory. In 2020, when we were like considering leaving my full-time job to do this, we actually were doing corporate work. We were doing corporate work. 
um, and commercial jobs and videos. Um, weddings was not even on my mind. My mind was, I want to leave my nine to five so I can do these really high, high end, like really high paying commercial jobs. Cause I was, I think I bought like this thing called next level creators by Paul. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Honestly, freaking legit course. Yeah. He teaches some awesome stuff in it. It was great. But as I was going through that process and that course, and as I was doing these commercial jobs, and I was making really good money, but I was just like the mentor at the time, Michael Gavin, really cool, really optimistic guy. Um, but he was just like, I was t- coming to him and venting him. I was like, I I don't know. I feel weird about these commercial things. I still feel like like this just doesn't feel just like there's great money, but there's something missing. And he's like, if, if you had all the money in the world, like what would you be doing? If money was not a factor whatsoever, what would you be doing? And that's when I referenced back to like 2015 when I shot our very first wedding together. I was like, honestly, I would shoot weddings with my wife. It was the most fun I've ever had in my life and in my marriage and getting to tell these people's stories and like watch people cry and like make these films that move people to like and impact them in ways I never thought I could create something that does that to someone. It was an incredible feeling, Um, but I missed that. But it's just a pipe dream. Because I'd have to do so many weddings. Because at that time, I thought like the max you could charge is like two grand for a wedding. I was so uneducated at the time. And he's like, dude, there's people that make six figures <laughs> doing this. I'm like, no way. Um, and so I, that's when I kind of started to pursue it. I'm not saying I pursued it for the money, but I was like, oh, it's a realistic lifestyle to actually do this full time and do what I really love to do. Because if it wasn't money, if money wasn't an issue, I would still love to do this. I would love, yeah, sure. I'd maybe shoot less weddings. I wouldn't want to do like 30 a year, but like, but I love to do that. We love to do that. We love to tell these stories. And so I don't know, like, I think that's something that people need to answer is like, if money wasn't a factor, because if you are chasing money, you will burn out super fast. Even if you can raise your prices um, and like, oh yeah, you're making great money, but do you love this? Like we're, there's a lot of photographers that we've worked with in the industry and most of the high end ones, um, they they you know influential photographers and like 20,000 30,000 followers and and a good chunk of them not all of them but a good chunk of them are just angry people on the wedding day like they're just upset and they're like stressed out and i'm just like and we always talk on the way home like what is that person doing in this industry you're in the industry of love and joy and telling stories and like you're just upset and i'm like like why are you why are you doing this? What Talk are you to doing? me in ten years. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and maybe we'll have the we same. Thing. Say, let's like let's t- keep talking. We don't want to get to that. Yeah. Point where, like, and if just- it and if it is at that point, then it's time to stop and find a new way to make income because like that is not a place. This is not a place to show up angry at the job. I actually will say this, not to push back, but I will okay. say because I think actually that's very natural. Like sure. to become so good at something that you no longer need to. You're so good. You don't need to bring that a game mm-hmm. to, to deliver. Um, I mean, not to be like to my own horn. I, I don't need to know anything about a wedding to shoot right. an ex, ex, excellent wedding. Cause they're all the same. I think what's important about what you said is not so much that you never do it, but that you can't keep doing it. And if you do, it's not that you can't make money or you can't make good work. It's that you won't enjoy it. Right, exactly. And yeah. and you have to f- like have a like an anchoring principle in your life to always draw you back to shore. 
Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like the longer you do this, the harder that becomes. I, I will tell everyone that like the more money you make, the harder that becomes, the more people that are res- like re- relying on you, the harder that becomes. And so the more important it becomes that you actually have that principle to come back to, which is why yeah. am I doing this? Because when you feel like you've lost your way <clears throat> and you're like, what is the point of this? I had a wedding this year, which apparently is legendary in my area because I've not even mentioned the person to people. And I've said like, I had this one wedding and it made me cry last year, like in a negative way. And they're like, that was that wedding. Those people called me and I said, no, I'm not working with them. Like they were that bad. Wow. And and I remember working with these people. It was like probably $20,000 of creatives there. Um, Huge event. A planner I love, love her to death. She didn't do anything wrong. Um, the couple was just hostile and evil mm-hmm. and um, really made me feel bad. Like, and I remember like having to take a moment and I was like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, um, my family's at home. I'm doing this and these people are treating me horrible and I hate this. I hate what I'm doing right now. This sucks. I, I can't, I'm not going to work with this people anymore. And you know, Obviously, I come back from that. I shoot a couple of good weddings. But like that was a like those moments will pop up in your wedding career when you yeah. do it and you are like, that was insulting, dehumanizing, not fun. Like you start getting pictures from your wife and your kids doing something. You're like, what am I doing? Why am I at this horrible thing with these evil people? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I think like I think that's really to me what it is. It's like. Why are you doing this? If you can't answer that, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. And, and and it doesn't need to be this magical answer. Right. No. It could just be like, I like it. It's fun. Like, okay. Or it, I am good at it. I'm good at it. I, I like, or I have to, because if I don't, my family will starve. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. That's a great reason. That's what I think back on is like, okay, well, I am putting a lot in retirement every year and, you know, yeah. my kids are going to really be grateful for that. Like all the things that aren't the film and sure. aren't the couple and aren't the day. Right. So. Yeah. I like what you said about principle when you like, just like that term terminology specifically, like having those principles to fall back on is so important to like, just lay that foundation now. And I mean, I guess this is another way of saying it's your why, but like that, uh, yeah, like. Like in those moments of, because we have faced those couples. Yeah. We definitely, you know, it's, it hasn't been all sunshine and rainbows no. ever since. And we definitely, and, and it wasn't like even early in the game, like where we didn't know, even even now, like this past, you know, this past year, there was a couple that we had that just like, just hated their whole wedding day. They didn't like their teaser. And and I don't know if they're going to like, you know, their film is releasing, soon, but like, I don't know if they're going to like that, but like, just there's some people that just like, that do make it difficult. But that's also why it's like, man, niche. I will say this to people too. Like, if you want to do this, like, try to niche down and find that couple that you do like working with. And there are ways to brand yourself and communicate in ways that make sure you're attracting those kind of people. And like those calls, that's why they're so important to like to vent to vet them and be like, hey, like, this is how we work. Like, this is kind of how you got to be. And if you're not these kind of people, like, Here's other people I have I can refer to you and we might not be for you and that's okay. Yeah, that's clear okay. expectations are what it's all about. Like exactly. I clear tell people ex- all the time, 
I am, they go, who's your ideal couple? I'm like, well, kind of anyone, but not really. Like my right. actual ideal couple is anyone I can make happy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and if I can make you happy, I'll work with you. And so here's what I do and I don't change it. Yeah. So, yeah. and if you, that makes you happy, I don't care. Like, and, and I think like you got to know what you can do and you got to know who you can make happy and who won't be happy. And if yeah. you like, we have like certain people are like, can I have a 40 minute thing? And we're like, no, we don't do that. We can't. Yeah. We can't, we won't. And if you want that, you won't be happy. So maybe go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. If you're not there yet, if you're not at the point where you can, you can afford to say no to couples or like refer them to other other people, just work as hard as you can to get to that point. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's what we were really striving for. Like, yeah, yeah we worked a lot of low budget to like. Yeah, we were saying like, yes to everyone because we had to make money. Like, okay, my nine to five is gone. I got to put money, like food on the table. I think people should say yes to everyone at the beginning. Yeah. yeah, I think absolutely. I think I think they should say yes to everyone. They should create the portfolio, show what they want to grow, and then they should b learn why they're attracting the wrong couples. That's your fault. It's not the couple's fault. And yeah. try to that is the journey. Yes, is attracting people who you can delight. Yes, and that's that's tough. So, hey guys, you guys are awesome. Um, where can people find you? Give people a little like where's the gram, where's the website, all that stuff. So you can find us. Our main our main spot and hub is on Instagram, uh, thesmiths.film. Really simple name, and our website is also thesmiths.film. <laughs> so it's really? all pretty straightforward. Yeah, um, yeah. I can't believe so. you guys got that. No one else called themselves that. That's I awesome. know. I know. It was like, well, thesmiths.com was obviously taken and uh, yeah. thesmiths.film. There's just not a lot of filmmakers that are just called the Smiths. And so, yeah, it's, it's uh, awesome. We almost call ourselves the film smiths. I'm glad we didn't go down that oh, route. Me too. Me too. I love I love the name you guys had. Like black, like a blacksmith, but a film smith. And like I we bounced off a couple of people and they're like, no, that's gonna go over people's heads. It, just, it was too hard for people to say when we said like yeah. smith. The but film? I, but I do feel like there is the craftsman component to the name. And I know, so I, it still it still retains that. So I, I that's I picked up on it right away. So I think it's great. So smart. Um, yeah. You guys are awesome. Appreciate you guys. If you listen to this podcast and you liked it, um, first of all, connect with the Smiths and tell them that they're good. Um, second of all, give us a five-star review. That was very helpful to us um, and it helps the algorithm. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of podcasts, if you didn't know that, that exist in the world. And we are just one of them. So let people know that it's helpful to you. And we do have a sister YouTube channel. We have, of course, our main YouTube channel, Wedding Film School, where we do gear and wedding education focused. And then we have the Wedding Film School show channel on YouTube where we, um, maybe you're watching this episode now, but if you're not, you can head over there and watch um, some of our episodes on YouTube. So head over there. That's our sister channel. And we would love a subscribe and a like if we've earned it. Have a great day, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on the Wedding Film School show. Thanks for having us. Bye.